This is Philly Wrestling. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Kevin McGuigan, and I'll be your host. We are on episode one of season two. In this episode, I talk with Gina Perry. Gina is a mother of four children with her husband, original PRTC senior athlete, Richard Perry. Gina is a writer for Intermat and is an influential force in social media with endless amounts of positive energy. So Gina Perry, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. How are you today? I am doing well. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So you're pretty deeply involved in the wrestling community. You have been for a long time. Your husband, uh, Richard Perry, uh, Mm -hmm. former national team member, member of the PRTC. Um, You guys are somewhat local. You live out in Lancaster, right? Yep. So Lancaster is about an hour and 15 minutes depending on who you ask. <laughs> right. Or depending how fast they drive, right? <laughs> that too. <laughs> so, you know, that's still part of the Philadelphia metropolitan area, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And in fact, for the PRTC, for athletes, high school athletes that want to train at the PRTC, if they've placed in the top six in the state and are within 250 miles, they can come and train in Philadelphia. And we do get a lot of, a lot of kids from the Lancaster area. Yeah, there's a ton of wrestlers. I think Lancaster is like a wrestling hotbed, to be honest. Um, it's been that way since high school. Uh, but it's pretty neat to see some kids come out from Lancaster or meet kids in Lancaster saying, oh, it's just at the PRTC and or their parents usually brag about their kids. But it's great right. to hear that. And it's great to see. And it's, it's, it's really exciting to be a part of something that's has a reach, you know. Right, right. So you, as mentioned, you're married to Richard Perry. Mm -hmm. And obviously, he's a high level uh, senior athlete wrestler. Have you always been involved with wrestling? Like, where does it start for you? Does it start with Rich? Or was it before that? Oh, no, it starts with Rich. Um, It was probably a little after Rich, I would say involved with wrestling. So when Rich started wrestling, or I guess, when Rich and I started dating and he was wrestling, um, I went to every match, obviously I was a supportive girlfriend, but I had where did no you idea. Meet? Where did you on. start? Let's, where did you, meet? Oh, yeah. how did that all start? So we met in Bloomsburg, um, where we both went to school. We met during the summer session, the wrestlers were there, um, and a few of my sorority sisters. And I feel like nobody else was on campus during the time. So we were kind of like stuck hanging out with each other, you know? Um, so we met, one summer. And then we spent like literally every day, like his group of friends and and my group of friends. Um, we hung out every day if it was river rafting or going to the pool or having cookouts. And then when school started, we all just stayed friends, um, and hung out basically like a whole, the whole year, uh, Rich and I, we just got along really quickly. I think as soon as I met him, um, and saw his smile, really, I was like, Oh, he's (laughs) cute, you know? Um, and then, I a little at first I was hesitant to even talk to them because the wrestlers I had never spent any time with wrestlers before and my impression of wrestlers were kind of like what I knew from high school you know like those were the guys that skipped lunch because they were training like they were just super dedicated to the sport um where they just didn't have time for a social life because wrestling is just like you're all in right like right that's the sport um so I didn't understand the culture, I guess, in a way until we started dating. Um, and I saw that his teammates were literally his family and, and it was just a community 
that was unlike anything I've experienced. And I was a cheerleader growing up. So like I was around sports, I was around sports families. Um, I, I got to see a lot, I think. And I just, to this day, I preach it all the time. There is nothing like the wrestling community. Um, so as far as my involvement with wrestling, it definitely stems from Rich, but those first, that first year, I would say, I had no idea what was going on. I didn't understand any of it. <laughs> you didn't understand this. Where did you grow up in high, where'd you go to high school? In, I went to Manhattan Township, which okay. has like a decent wrestling program. Yes. Um, and then we had Warwick and we had Mannheim. Um, and they have great wrestling programs too, or they're rich in history. And, and I just, I still just never. So you were around it, but you never really got into it. myself into it. Yeah. Never yeah. Really and I cheered for it. it. Yeah. Like I just didn't, it just wasn't something that I was really interested in. Right. Yeah. So, so you, you, uh, connect with Rich and you mm-hmm. guys are dating and wrestling season comes up and now you're all in. I'm all in. Want to see him win. <laughs> Want to see his guys win. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we started dating. We dated for a while and then we had our daughter Maya while he was still in school. So she's literally grown up on the mat. Um, which she doesn't is, know anything else but wrestling. Wrestling is like her norm. Like that's just life to her, you know, like that's it's just it is what it like it's a part of her life. And I can't imagine her not having that because like I said, those guys were his family, but they became her family. Like they were all extended uncles to her, the entire team of Bloomsburg. Um, and then even their, the parents of the, of the athletes. And then, you know, just certain fans that would see her at every match. Cause I would bring her to every home match or any match that was in driving distance. We would go, um, and see rich wrestle. So, wow, yeah, it's been, and we've, that's all of our kids have been that way. Anytime he wrestled, um, domestically, we would go, we would fly and I would bring all the kids and so they could watch their dad. So it's always been a family affair, which, which is all awesome. They, yeah. We actually learned that from the boroughs. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Well, I know. I don't know how you guys do it. I don't know how the streets <laughs> do it. I mean, you all got four kids. It's, it's wild. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. It's yeah. definitely fun. Yeah. But so we had Maya and then once Rich graduated, um, from college, he got the offer to rest or to coach with Teague Moore and at American. Yes. And he did that uh, for a year and he was driving and he was gone a ton because we still lived in Lancaster and he would commute to um, DC every day. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he was missing a lot of time with Maya um, and with me. Right. <laughs> and, and you weren't able to go to those matches. That's a lot of travel. No. Yeah. yeah. We tried. I think we went to like one or two and, and I was, just, it was a lot with Maya. Um, and then when he went to the PRTC, that was kind of like, oh, yay, we get to do this together again, you know, start yeah. this new journey together. So, so he was one of the first athletes at the PRTC. Yeah. Um, which is he... really exciting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so tell me about that as, as a, uh, significant other to a senior level athlete who's committed now to train full time in Philadelphia at the PRTC, what's going through your mind? Because, you know, it's not, it's not the normal career. No, it's it's not not the normal, you know, kind of job that you would think could provide for a family, but well, I'll let you tell the story. Tell me all about the PRTC, your first experience. 
So my first experience when Rich got the, well, so this is such a God moment because before Rich went to American, he actually um, was talking to the coach who was at Penn. Um, and not a lot of people know this, but he, there was an assistant position open um, and it was just in the talks. It was nothing official. And Rich was really interested and excited to potentially be in Philadelphia um, coaching at Penn. But then that fell through. And then Teague Moore called and offered him the job at American. And we took that. So then when Penn called, you know, after a year of traveling back and forth um, to, from DC to Lancaster, you get this call and um, Dolph called and he was talking to Rich and said, you know, we're starting this PRTC and Rich mentioned it to me. And I was like, what is that? Like all I knew for wrestling, you know, was like high school and then college wrestling. So I was like, what's a PRTC? Like what, what is this RTC thing? You know? Um, and when he, he said, well, they want to take us out. They want to sit us down and talk to us as a family and explain what it is and, and, you know, let you know, like what it's going to involve my time commitment, never commitment and everything. And then we'll go from there. So I was like, okay, cool. So we went out to Philly. We sat down with Dolph and his wife. Um, and he just explained, you know, I'm going to take care of your husband. <laughs> this is <laughs> a partnership between Penn and Drexel. Um, and basically we're going to train high level athletes and the goal is to get them to the Olympics. And I knew that was Rich's goal. Um, so I was like, okay, well, let's do it. You're closer to home. The commute's way less. You're going to be spending more time with us. This, they seem awesome. Um, let's do it. Let's try it. I mean, why not? Right. Pray about it. And as long as God gives us the green light, we're a go. And that's kind of, I mean, that is what happened. <laughs> so, so, so that's the beginning, but you know, nobody had really at that time, RTCs were, were new, right? So yeah. And you have to be thinking as you know, the mother of now, Hey, do you have two kids by this point or just, but that, just Maya, just Maya. Okay. So Maya. now you're, you're a mother of a young child, right? Mm -hmm. Your husband's mm -hmm. um, a senior level athlete in a sport. And I was pregnant as well. Okay. So you were pregnant, right? So mm -hmm. now your, your husband's an ath a senior level athlete in a, in a sport that is, does not typically pay a lot of money. <laughs> and, it's not like and, basketball or football. That's for sure. Right. It's not <laughs> your, a teacher you know, big, salary. Big right. So, um, diving into this or, or, you know, supporting him, um, back home, like what's going through your mind? Like, so this is, um, I mean, I'll be completely honest with you. I'll give you the inside scoop. So when Rich was, this is going back a little bit of a ways, but so when Rich was in college um, and we had Maya and I had graduated a year prior, I worked full-time. Um, I was a server and I would work literally full-time hours, like 40 hours a week serving so that I could be at home um, during the day with Maya. And then my parents had her at night, they would do dinner and bath time for Maya and put her, and then she would actually stay awake. This is bad parenting. Don't judge all you moms out there, but um, she would stay awake until I would get home at night because she wouldn't go to sleep without me. And then I would put her to sleep, but I was able at least to be there all throughout the day. So I didn't miss a beat with her. Um, and then we would travel on the weekends to go see Rich. And so trying to make this, you know, it wasn't a single mother lifestyle, but that's basically how we lived and then seeing rich when we could, which sometimes it was like two weeks without him. I was just so used to doing it alone. And I knew that his full-time commitment 
because he was in college, he wasn't contributing financially. So I knew wrestling was a full-time commitment and to make his dream materialize and, or his goal materialize into like his reality, I had to give up things. Right. And I knew him sticking around and wanting to be a, a good dad and wanting to be a good husband. He was also kind of in a way his dream had to like take a detour. So it was kind of like a give and take. It might, does that make sense? Like it was a give and it, take of. It makes, that, it, makes it a, a lot of sense. Yes. It's more, yeah. I, I'd say it's probably less of a give and take than it is a partnership and you're kind of working together. Yes. There's, there's a certain, <laughs> there's different goals that, that you have as a couple and, and you make it work. You right. It exactly. Work. So I knew that I had to adjust my future and like what I wanted, what I, what I thought I wanted. I had to kind of like let that go and grasp like my new reality. And I think he did too. And then what it led to was this incredible partnership and marriage that like, I, it's such a blessing. Um, we, it's, we just, there are no words. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I'm grasping for words, but like, there's nothing. It's just, it was scary. It was scary, but I knew I had to do what I had to do. Um, working full time and are trying to support our family so that he could try to achieve his dream and his goal. Um, I mean, that's love, it's sacrifice. So it's, he would have done the same for me if I, and he does do, when I have something that I'm set out to do, he's right there supporting me in the same, same way. So it was scary, but um, we got the go ahead from God. We felt like, you know, this was the next step. This is where he wanted us. And, and we just went for it. And he drew a salary. He, oh yeah. He yeah. draws a salary from the PRTC. Yeah. Right? yeah so it's not as if it's uh, he wasn't going out there just as an amateur. He's a pro right. professional athlete. Yeah. Yeah. And like Penn made us, or I keep saying Penn, the PRTC made us feel very comfortable um, in the sense that like we were family right away, you know? Um, and we just knew big things were coming. They made sure that we knew this was the start of something big. This wasn't just going to be a two or three athlete community and then, you know, see what, like they had plans and they had, they had goals and they had a plan to get to those goals and to achieve those goals. Um, so, I mean, we felt super secure and we felt like if we're going to do this anywhere, the PRTC is going to make it happen. So we're all in. Right. So you were there in its infancy. Correct. And it's, I mean, that and now, itself, right. It's and incredible. now, right now you have, you know, the PRTC has Jordan Burroughs, world champion, uh, Joey McKenna, uh, mm -hmm. champion, you know, uh, David McFadden, U23 uh, champion, Mark Hall, US Open champion. Um, yeah. Uh, arguably one of the top lineups of all the RTCs in the country. I am biased. Right. I mean, I, I can step amazing. back and look at it, but yes. So, so what are your, what are your thoughts? What are your impressions of seeing where it is right now? Just mm -hmm. the athletes themselves mm -hmm. and the coaching staff and where you were in the beginning, where, where you kind of came in together with Rich yeah. and you're seeing this, he's the very first athlete, like, this, is this was the plan. This was, this was the plan. When I tell you that PRTC sat rich down, I remember like Roger after the 2016 Olympic trials was like, this is just the beginning. Um, and he, 
like when these people tell you something, it's, it's not talk. It's not just talk. Like when they tell you they're going to do something, they're going to do it. And the plan was always to have high level athletes and have this incredible powerhouse lineup. Um, I mean, these guys are great on the mat, but they're incredible off the mat and to see the growth and what Brandon Slay has done. Uh, it's, it's such a blessing to, it's such a blessing in a world and especially in a time where it seems like all you hear is like negativity and, and, and just, you know, all of the stuff that's happening out in the world. And then to step into a community where all you see is goodness, right? Like these guys are trying to be great wrestlers and have a legacy and make a name for themselves, which they've done. But at the same time, they're giving back to the community. They are involved with beat the streets. They are um, taking time out to talk to their fans and, and hold personal clinics and, and just to see them interact in Philadelphia when we're going to lunch with them and people recognize them and to have them stop and take the time to like fully engage in a conversation. Um, That's was Brandon Slade's vision. Um, That was something that Dolph told us in the beginning when the PRTC started that this was going to be a community um, and that this was going to be like a powerhouse team. And that's, that's what they've built. Uh, So it's, it's been really cool to watch it grow. And it's funny how they pick just the right athletes, you know, like they, what do the guys call it? Like um, generations, is that what, how they theme it? Like, you know, Rich was first generation. And then there was like the second wave with like, um, Valamont and BJ and Chase and like those guys were incredible and then now we have Joey and Dave and um, Jordan and Mark like it's it's just more incredible guys and it's like who else are we going to add next guys like <laughs> you know uh, there's talk about girls and yes, that's yes. yeah just mention I should say of girls of women right. and I think that's going to be really amazing too one day to see that yeah, it's been maybe, incredible. Front row seat to watch. Maybe Maya one day, huh? Maybe, maybe. Who knows? That girl, she keeps us busy. She has her first tournament coming up, so we're excited for that. But so, uh, yeah, I saw a picture that you posted the other day with Rich uh, working with Maya. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that and about that relationship <laughs> as father daughter and senior level elite athlete and yeah someone new to the sport? Yeah. So Maya, her dad is her everything. Um, He has always been like her best bud and she's always been right. I have so many pictures of her on the mat, you know, after he would compete in Bloomsburg, sitting right next to him um, before he would compete like on the side of the mat. And then when he was coaching at American, same thing, she would sit right next to him. Um, and then I took it every tournament. She's always been along for the ride. She's been at every single stage with him. And so now to see things in reverse where it's like, okay, well now he's coaching her, you know, and, and he's alongside her, he's sitting beside her and preparing her. It's, it's just, it makes me emotional, especially, you know, with Rich's injuries, um, their relationship, Rich's brain injury altered his personality. And part of, the effects of that is this disconnect between Maya and Rich. Um, uh, not their fault, obviously. Brain injuries are ugh, a whole beast in themselves. But um, 
it's been a struggle for them to connect and to have wrestling to connect them has been incredible. It's just been something that has, it's healing their relationship, I would say, um, because they get to connect just the two of them on a level that like, I don't understand as a wrestler, like I could never do what they do. Um, and he gets to teach her things and he gets to show her things that like, I don't understand. So it's just him and her on the mat. Um, and that's been really beautiful. And so the picture I posted is him showing her after practice some sort of move. And I had to capture it because it was like, that was what this fight was for. That was what he fought so hard for his healing. Um, and what we prayed so hard for was for him to be able to be a father and to get on the mat again. Yes. But to get on the mat with his daughter, that's, that's amazing. That's just like that. That's incredible. When I saw that, yeah. picture, I, I, I knew there was more to the story. There. Oh, for sure. I'm just showing some technique to his kid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a simple photo, but it's just like, there's, it's worth a thousand words because he fought so hard to be able to do that. And it takes every aspect. I mean, you know, as a wrestling coach, like you have to be a good communicator. You, he has to physically be able to get on the mat. Like these were all things we were told he would never be able to do. So it's, it was really powerful. I think it was a moment I walked into the room to pick them up from practice and, and I saw it and I was like, Oh God, you are so good. God, like this is this, I just needed that. It was just answered prayers, you know? That, that's awesome. Thanks. I, I, uh, unfortunately I didn't have the pleasure of, of knowing rich until last year. Um, yeah. and so I didn't, I didn't know him before his accident. I, I followed, you know, his career. I followed, um, you know, his accident and his recovery. And, um, and I've had an opportunity this year to kind of stand beside him as he's coached some athletes. And um, I, I can tell you, Gina, I mean, he doesn't seem like he had an, an accident or an injury or brain injury. I mean, he really connects with the athletes and it's, it's really something cool to see. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, God is so good. Cause that is just, I mean, that's all God. Like when you have a brain injury, there's absolutely nothing you can do, but pray. It's not a broken bone or a pulled muscle that you are torn muscle that you can rehab and, you know, do, do all these things to, to make it feel better or to get it to be its best. But a brain injury is it's, we can't really do anything other than hope and pray. And Thank God that's enough when we serve a mighty God, right? Like yes. he can do it all. Exactly. So, and it seems yeah. to be working. It's working. He's working. He's a working God. We keep him busy. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, this Perry family, we sure keep him busy. <laughs> <laughs> so Maya is in, is she in the, is it Warwick youth program? So, no. So she's actually, Manheim Township doesn't have um, a girls program for elementary. Okay. Maya's in third grade. So um, she wrestles for Hemfield Hearts. And oh. it is it was the first elementary all-girls program um, in Lancaster. I don't know if it's the first one in Pennsylvania, but it's the first one in Lancaster. Um, and their coach is incredible with the girls. Like he just teaches them in a way that makes it fun and exciting. And they're, I think they're like 25, 20 to 25 girls in their program from kindergarten to sixth grade. The Hem and they are Hemfield Hearts. Hemfield Hearts. Who's the coach? Yeah. Al. Alan Hawk. Alan Hawk. 
I think I'm saying it right. H O U C K. He's going to listen to it. Right? Yeah. yeah, right. But um, we call him Coach Al. But he's amazing. And he does a great job with the girls. Maya loves it. He explains everything to them. Like he makes it fun. You know, Rich came home from practice with them because he's been helping coach. And, and he said he just makes everything like a game to them. And, and he breaks it down in a way that they understand it so perfectly. He's like, I would never think to do and say the things that he does. And it was just like, oh, that's, that's good. That's, you know, you need people like that. But it's yeah. like yeah. giving back to the sport in a way that's new and creative and it makes girls, especially excited. I mean, they have such a big future in the sport. So yeah. It's women's awesome. wrestling is obviously it's, it's taken off. It's yeah, it's, for sure. With the last couple of Olympics, you know, we've done very well at the inter, in, in, mm-hmm. international level. Uh, Iowa just added a women's program with Clarissa Chun as a new coach. Mm-hmm. Um, just huge. Does Maya have, is, does she follow any women's wrestlers? Does she have any heroes yet? No, oh, Maya, Maya thinks she's best friends with Helen. <laughs> And she also loves Maya Nelson. Oh yeah. Yes. Because they have the same name because she sings and because they have the same hair. So Maya's like, that's who I'm going to be when I get older, you know? Um, oh, that's And Maya great. knows this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, does she? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I oh, met yeah. Maya. She came in uh, for this, one of the summit events and she was a uh-huh. coach for, uh, for Wyoming seminary. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I Instagrammed her right away. And I was like, Hey, my daughter is obsessed with you. <laughs> like if you could, but um, yeah. So Maya watches her wrestle and Maya loves Helen. Maya loves Helen because Helen's a dancer too. And she loves watching her dance and Helen's like very into fashion and Maya likes fashion. So she connects with them. She knows that like she can see them and say, okay, they're more than wrestlers, right? Like they're wrestlers and they're women and they're fierce and they're, they're amazing. But then look at all these other um, awesome things that they're doing and she like follows their lifestyle but yeah she hasn't really um tapped into solely like the sport aspect of them she likes them as people i should say and well, that's, cheers that's, them on. that's what's that's what's pretty cool about women's wrestling is like yes. you're hearing about like i didn't know helen was a dancer right right you know? yeah awesome. and so you, you, you hear you hear more about the other the other side outside of athletics when, mm-hmm. when you're talking about women's wrestling like what look what else they do in right. addition to this right right, right. yeah it's, I mean that so that is exactly so I write for Intermap um on occasion I should say I'm not like their everyday writer but I write for Intermat, and that is exactly why I write for them when I went to them and said I have an idea I want to make the wrestler more than a wrestler because for me that's how we grow the sport um and so when I say that, I mean, I want to, I want people who are not connected to the sport to see these athletes as people who are overcoming something and then follow them because they're inspiring and say, oh, they are a wrestler. And I'm hoping that that draws them in. That seems confusing, but I promise you <laughs> it's not like, I just think that if people can connect with the person or find them inspirational for overcoming something that they've done in their lives. Um, and then they see this other aspect, like, oh, they're a wrestler too. Like that's, that's different, you know, cause who's a senior level wrestler or who's, I don't know. I just feel like even college wrestling, it's not given enough attention. Um, and to hear about college wrestlers, uh, just trying to draw more eyes to these athletes, um, and let 
people know who they are rather than just what they're doing on the map. I think that there's more to them than just the sport itself. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, you could do that with any sport, but with wrestling, when you hear some of these stories, it's like, I understand why you can do what you do on the mat and like go a full six minutes and like give it your all because on the flip side of that, what you've done in your life is like, you've overcome way more, you know what I mean? And it takes that mentality, that grind. Um, but then at the same time, wrestling, it, it just instills those principles in them. And like, right. you can it's, get it's, it's back and, and forth. It's, yes. it's you, entertaining. You've overcome this because you're a wrestler and you're a wrestler because you've overcome this. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You get it. You it's get perpetual. it. Perpetual. Yeah. Like, yes. And I think that if non-fans, non-wrestling fans, people who don't know the sport will be drawn in by their stories. And then wrestling fans will just be more intrigued and more interested and hopefully follow along um, some new, follow some new athletes or people who aren't as well-known yet. Not as well-known by their record. Right, right. Exactly. Losses, exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So back to the, the PRTC seat. You, you're involved with the the marketing, right? Yes, I try. I just, yeah. you know, number one fan, fan club yeah. president. Yes, fan club president. <laughs> yes, we have to get that going. We so do. They, we, we recently had the evening of celebration, and mm-hmm. uh, which you were an in- instrumental part of, helped do a lot of the planning and the uh, fundraising and the uh, silent auction. Um, unfortunately you weren't, you weren't able to make it that night. We've missed you. Um, COVID. Yes. COVID hit. And, Ugh. um, but, um, the event was, was awesome. I was looking back at some pictures today and, and, and everything that you've done for the PRTC, um, is incredible. And, uh, the, the auction items, can you tell me a little bit about like, what went behind what went into doing that and getting those things all together and then getting them out to the people that kind of won the bids. Yeah, sure. So, um, at the event of celebrations for the PRTC, we had a silent auction. Um, and basically we gave away some pretty awesome, well, not gave away, but we had some pretty awesome items up for bid. We had the Jordan Burroughs sign singlet that was framed and looked beautiful. Then we had one for, um, a PRTC sign singlet from all the PRTC athletes and Brandon Slay. And then there was also um, Joey McKenna donated a clinic. Um, the PRTC donated a clinic for like, they'll travel to a club. Um, and then there was another lunch, like a group of people can come in. This is by far, I think the coolest one. Um, but there's a group of people who, can come in now and watch the PRTC athletes practice, which going back to those names, like, what are you kidding? Like, (laughs) that's right. That's insane that you can just come in and watch these guys do what they do, see their workout, see their routine. And then after that, sit down and have lunch with them. And this is why, I mean, that's cool in itself, but then, and I don't know if you know this yet, Kevin, but the story behind that item, that was actually one by someone who then anonymously donated it to, oh, you didn't know this, no. anonymously donated it to the OTC, which is the Overcomer Training Center in Middletown, Connecticut, where Rich is from. Um, and his, his high school coach, 
basically like my kid's second grandfather, um, Mark Fong is bringing down three or four athletes from the OTC to come watch the PRTC. That's a mouthful to say (laughs) practice and then have lunch with these guys who are their heroes. So that's incredible. Is that not like the most, and that just speaks volumes to one, the wrestling community as a whole, but two, like, who did we invite to this event of celebrations that, that like the Penn and Drexel community and the PRTC support system is just like, unlike any other, it is like, there's nothing that compares to it to be that generous and like that. Oh my gosh. That's just amazing to me. And the kids are really excited. So it's. So, so that's the Overcomer Training Center, which is up in Connecticut. Tell me Uh a little bit about that and what your connection and Rich's connection is that for people that don't know. Yeah. So Rich's high school coach, Mark Fong, um, was basically like Rich's father and he's been with Rich. He's the one who pulled him off the football field and onto the wrestling mat and said, you're going to do this because I think you'd be great at it. Um, his idea behind pulling Rich off the football field wasn't that, you know, Rich wasn't doing well with football. It was more so that Rich needed more one-on-one guidance. Um, in a sport like football, you have, I don't know how many athletes, on your team a bunch right but in wrestling the teams are a little smaller so you have more one-on-one time with them as a coach you can keep an eye on them in the classroom um and that's what he did he held rich accountable for his actions and his behavior and who he was hanging out with at school um and that's basically the idea behind the overcomer training center is to um, to provide that support and just that guidance and the accountability while instilling the principles of wrestling you know like um, determination and persistence and just giving it your all and holding yourself accountable because on the wrestling mat, when you're competing, it's, it's you and one other person, it's you and your opponent. Um, and a lot of people, and this is why wrestling is so amazing to me because that opponent, think about all the struggles you go through in life. That's your opponent. And it's just you and that opponent. And, um, so those are the same principles that he's taking, from wrestling and applying them to uh, the lives of these kids who are now at and training at the OTC in Connecticut. So Rich and I, our connection, um, obviously Mark Fong, he's family to us. So he's our main connection, (laughs) but Rich goes up there in the summer. um, And hopefully this summer coming up, we'll spend a majority of our time there um, helping coaching, doing clinics and, and just helping support in any way we can. Oh, that's but, great. Yeah. We're, it, what Mark is doing, what he's done in the past year, he turned this empty warehouse, which a story in itself is the fact you should have him come on and tell you about the OTC. It's incredible. He took this empty warehouse and I'm pretty sure he told me it was like where bikers would hang out and like, <laughs> like literally. And now it's this place where the youth can come and they thrive. Like he holds um, wrestling tournaments, like mini tournaments. I think it's like once a month or something, um, there and people come from all over new England to wrestle and get matches in. And it's what he's doing and what he's built. It's like top level facility. I've been in so many college wrestling rooms and I tell him when we go in or anytime he posts a picture, I'm like, Mark, like what you have is unreal. And, but what he's doing, he's targeting these kids. He purposely picked this facility, this location, because it's between two schools that have the most at-risk youth. So he's, he wants to provide 
these children with a chance and a means, um, I wouldn't say to get out because we know wrestling, like it's, it's a tough, tough sport to get scholarships and such like that, but just to teach them, like to give them hope basically, you know, to teach them there's another way you're not, you're not stuck with this set mindset. He's teaching a growth mindset there and he's teaching them there's a way out of this, of, of the life, you know, and, and he's really giving them hope. It's basically what he did for rich. And then he's just doing so he's it. He's expanding it. It's, an, it's incredible. He, he saw what could be done. And yeah. He sees potential. Yeah. He sees potential in these kids and he wants more for them. And, and he's actually a teacher himself. So he's the inside scoop too. He gets to help that nice. way. So he's going to, yeah. he's going to bring a, a, a few kids down. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For practice. And they get to, mm-hmm. I can't wait to meet them. They are so like he, I actually was talking to him like two or three days ago and he was telling me like, they're so excited. They, I mean, who from Connecticut thinks that they're going to get to sit down with Jordan Burroughs and have lunch with him and talk to Brandon Slay and Mark Hall and Dave McFadden. Like who you would never in a million years think that, you know? Right. So right. yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you hit the nail on the head earlier with, you know, the people involved in the, in the PRTC and people behind the scenes that, yeah. you know, nobody really knows about how, you know, somebody won that auction piece and anonymously donated it to, to somebody else. And that's, you're right. I mean, that's a special community. That's a special group. That's just, I mean, it speaks volumes and it's, it's incredible. It's just to sit back and, and think that we're a part of that in any small way, you know, um, to just be a, a part of the PRTC family. And it's, it's such a blessing. There's no other word for it. It's a blessing. Right. Yeah. That's the Philly wrestling. It community. is. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, and they're, you know, the PRTC is at the top of that and everything mm-hmm. kind of trickles down and, and, you know, the people involved at Drexel, the people involved at, at Penn, the people involved at beat the streets. It's, mm-hmm. you see that all the way through, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. I love going to like different events, whether it be like a specific wrestling event, you know, like the Keystone Classic or, or if it's like, um, we go to a Drexel duel or a pen duel, but then, and you see these people, right. And, and you're just like, oh, Hey, and you get to catch up and chat, but then, you know, who are we inviting to our cookouts, our baby showers, our weddings, things like that. It's those same people, you know, it's, it's the coaches from the different teams. It's, it's the beat the streets, um, beat the streets community. Uh, it's, it's just really incredible to see. It's not just one level. There's like, it's like, it's a real community. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. You always, uh, you always hear about, you know, you see on TV or, or watch like when there's an advertisement for why you should go to a college, it's like, Oh, it's a great community. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, it, but is it, is it really that full like you're going to take you on your bad days and your good days, and they're going to help you in between. Um, and I think that's what makes the Philadelphia wrestling community just something different because they really do. They have you on your best day and your worst day, and they're going to support you all the days in between. Um, I mean, we've, our family has definitely seen that, right? Like right. full force. Um, but 
but even, I think even if Rich didn't have his injury and, and I still think we had many examples of that love and that support, um, beyond that. So it's, so, so touch on that a little bit, because I know you, you had made a post the other day about, um, the, the time during recovery from Rich's accident and, you know, the PRTC and the Philadelphia wrestling community and how they stuck by your side. Like, can you share that, that moment and that those couple of months in, in time where you were praying for rich and rich? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, so quick little recap, uh, cause it's actually crazy to me. Like I lived lived through it. So for me, I'm like, how do you not know, you know, like, but there are people, a lot of people who still don't know what happened um, to Rich. So he had made his first national team and was in um, California training with team USA and suffered a severe brain injury um, and stroke and was paralyzed. Um, And the doctor said he wasn't going to make it. And Brandon was actually Brandon Slay was the one who called me um, or the first person who got a hold of me, I should say, um, and told me that Rich was injured and I, I had to call Jordan. And then Jordan Burroughs filled me in and said Rich was poked in the eye and and flown to a hospital. Um, so that was scary because there were so many unknowns. And even that night specifically, I had no idea if Rich was poked in the eye and couldn't see out of one eye. Like I had no idea the extent. So when I arrived in California to find that, you know, he's lying in a hospital bed and he hasn't woken up and he can't speak obviously, and he can't move and he's not responsive. Um, that was intense. And it was the scariest day of my life. And, uh, throughout that time, I, I probably would have fallen apart into a million little pieces and never recovered if I didn't have the support of the wrestling community. Um, they, when I had no faith, when I, and, and I say that in a way, I feel like a lot of people, when they hear my name, they're like, oh, she's her faith, right? Like her faith. Um, but I had to have reminders because there were some really dark days. And Tina Slay, Brandon's wife, um, and I had boys a month apart. So I had a five month old son at the time, Zeke, um, and Tina had Sawyer. She left her five month. Well, he's a month younger. She left her four month old and came to San Diego. So literally on the other side of the country and spent a weekend with me. She left her kids to come and make sure that I was okay. Um, and to be there for me, I'm going to cry. Sorry. Uh, and that, I mean, that in itself just tells you how amazing this, this community is and how supportive they are. And not only that, she was there for me physically, mentally, emotionally. She, she held me as I cried. She held Zeke so I could cry. (laughs) Um, She spent time with Rich in the hospital room and, and she was praying for him there. And she reminded me that when, you know, when my faith was shaken or, or I felt like I was thinking too much on the negative side, she would snap me back into perspective, her and coach Slay both. And, and then Beza and BJ and Dan and Trish and Chase and, and, and these 
I mean, those guys are Rich's brothers. Um, they're our family and they were along for the ride and the journey just as much as I was. And that's why when he, you know, God did what he did and got rich through it. Um, and when we went back to Philadelphia, there was an option for rich to go to Philadelphia or he could go to rehab in Lancaster. Obviously Lancaster would have been so much more convenient for me. Right. But I knew my husband and I knew how much those guys meant to him. And I also knew what those guys could ignite in him. Um, and we had a long road ahead of us and I didn't know how long he was going to be in rehab because uh, he had to do physical rehab, speech, speech therapy, um, and then cognitive therapy. There are so many different things that he had to relearn. Like literally he had to learn how to brush his teeth. He had to, they taught him how to cook, how to hold a knife, um, aside from just, you know, learning how to walk again and run again and talk and hold a conversation, how to remember things, appropriate times to speak, appropriate times to pause. Like he had how to shower yourself. He had to learn all of these things. And yes, I wanted to be there every single day, but I couldn't be there every single moment of every single day because we had three kids at home. Um, that's when the Philadelphia wrestling communities really stepped up. I mean, they told me in California that they were going to be there for me, but when we got back to Philadelphia, it was the most amazing thing because when I couldn't be there, coach Roger or coach Raina, sorry, Roger, um, <laughs> I love him so much. He made a list of the, he sent me the spreadsheet and I was like, what is this? <laughs> And it was a spreadsheet of the guys who were going to visit and they would literally rotate visiting rich. So on days that I couldn't be there or I could only go for like an hour or two, the pen guys would go. And then, then Drexel, like Drexel guys were coming in. And then the parents of these Drexel and Penn athletes were coming and visiting and spending time with rich. And here's the kicker. Okay. So rich is there, but he can't talk <laughs> and he can't walk. So they're literally sitting in a room with him, holding a conversation with him, like trying to get him to throw a ball or trying to get him to write or trying to get him to do things because they knew like, that's what he should, like, that's what the whole point of this therapy is, right? They would sit with him through therapy. They would um, play the games with them during speech. Cause that's how a lot of the therapy sessions went at first it was games, right. To kind of try to get him involved. They did all of these things. And like, I didn't even ask, I didn't have to ask them to go do this. Like they just did it. And again, like it wasn't just Chase and BJ and Dan who, yes, were like there and coach Slay, like they were there, but it was the athletes from Penn and Drexel. It was the athletes, parents, like that's just as mind blowing beat the streets. Kids wrote rich letters and, and, Dan Valamont's mom, um, she's a teacher in New Jersey. They, like, this is how the extended community, wrestling community helped. They wrote letters to Rich and we posted them all over the walls. Then we had a book that every wrestler would write in, you know, and, and we, sometimes we take it out now and we'll read it and just be like, Rich, like, this is, it's gold. Like, it is gold what we have. Um, so that was really special. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, I, I've been involved in the rest, Philadelphia wrestling community for, I mean, I grew up in Upper Darby. So mm -hmm. from this area, you know, 50 some years, but, you know, 
I, I didn't never heard that part of the story. I don't think I've never ever shared it. it. No. It's an exclusive for you, Kevin. Thank you. Well, now everybody's <laughs> going to hear it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. The, the most interesting thing there that I heard you, you talk about were the, the kids from Drexel and Penn that came in. Yeah. Right. Now, most of them probably didn't even know Rich personally. Right. So so they and, trained with him at the PRTC. Like, he, well, he would go to Penn practices. So they would see him around. But you mean like on a one on one? On a one on one basis. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. So not only that, um, most of them are not from Philadelphia. Right. They come from New Jersey or, you know, there's kids from Florida on the team and, and mm-hmm. Michigan, and they come from all over the, the country. But they took the time to spend time with your husband mm-hmm. as he yeah. was recovering, which well, is that was like so amazing. <laughs> Speaks volumes to who they are as people, like let alone just, yeah, they didn't have to be there. They chose to be there. Chose mm-hmm. to, every time I would walk in and I would see college kids there, I would be like, you, like, I hope my kids turn out like that, you know, like. Cause what they're doing was so selfless and it was just, and it gave me such peace and they probably, I don't know if their parents told them to go, <laughs> but they like to think of that as a college athlete, like not only are you trying to keep up with your academics at Drexel and Penn, but then you're also an athlete on top of it, right? You have this practice schedule you have, and then you have your own social life. But like, when I tell you those guys went, they didn't just pop in and say hi and leave. They sat there for hours with him. Um, and that, I mean, for a college student to do that, that I just, I don't, I just think that's, that's incredible. Yeah. It's mind blowing. It is. <laughs> Knowing and it, how it's we like, were in college, right? <laughs> that was not what I was doing in college. <laughs> like, no plans of going to the hospital at all. Um, but yeah, it's, it's truly incredible. And again, just speaks volumes to the Philadelphia wrestling community. And then after, I mean, after when Rich started to recover and started to show improvements, it was like he had a million cheerleaders. He, he just, the support and the love. Um, when he first walked out at the Keystone Classic and that was the November after his injury. So it was still 2018. And, and the, so the thing again about brain injuries, Rich didn't realize, you know, like, I don't think he realized the extent of his injuries Um, because now he looks back and he watches the video of him walking out and he's, he's just like blown away by it, you know, because he's like, wow, like I was, I was really like far off from where I am today. And and then the support that I had and like everyone like exploded, like in, in applause. And it was just, it was incredible. And it was, it was like that for, it's, I feel like it's still anytime we're around Philly family. They're just in awe of how far God has brought him and, and how far he still wants to go. So it's, it's every day I see, I see him. I'm just completely amazed, especially when I hear these stories and I I reflect back on his, you know, going through his recovery. I'm just like, cause I'm watching, I watch him drill. I'm like, how, how's he doing this? Like, oh my gosh, I say the same thing. Like I'll see something that you guys post on the PRTC, like social media. And I'm like, like, I'll see a video. Cause like, I'm not in the room, so I don't see okay. him drilling, you know, and to see and remember, you know, just like him struggling to stand or him struggling to walk. Like 
and it, it wasn't that long ago, you know? So it's just, to me, I'm just blown away. I just, God's grace, man. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah. I could talk but, about it for hours. I'm <laughs> sorry. No, that's okay. We'll do another episode. So <laughs> one thing we, we, we talked about before we got on here was uh, you have a new, new job. Um, I got a job, a big girl job. Yeah. Can you, can last thing, can you share that with us and yes. tell us all? So, yeah. So beat the streets has, when I found out about beat the streets, I was at a wrestling tournament in Mannheim township. Actually, it was the first time I saw these kids and they had these singlets on. Um, I guess I kind of gave it away because I started with beat the streets, but um, mm -hmm. they had these singlets on And I asked the coach that they were with, I said, like, let's beat the streets. Like I've never heard of that. And he explained what their program was. And that was beat the streets. Baltimore was actually the first one. That, yeah. And they, oh, he brought okay. us five kids and I had no idea. And I went home and I told Rich about it. I was like, there's this program. It's for wrestlers. It's called beat the streets. They're taking, um, youth from inner cities and they're teaching them wrestling. And like the whole concept is just amazing. Well, then when he started with PRTC and PRTC was partnered with beat the streets, I was super excited. And I would take the kids to rich would uh, go and help coach practices. Um, specifically like at Belmont, I remember, and we would go there and I would take the kids with us and they would play and watch as rich. Cause I just thought it was amazing. Like seeing these kids in the inner city that had never probably like the closest thing to wrestling that they thought of was WWE stuff, you know? And then like right. they're in the mat on the mats and, and um, I, I just, I thought that was amazing. And it was an amazing opportunity to teach them how to overcome difficulties and stuff. I wanted to be a part of that program. Uh, I long to be a part of that program. That was, it's, I think it's a life changing. And so today I got a call and I talked to Ben from beat the streets nationals. And he asked me to come on board, um, to help them with their communications. And so essentially what I get to do is write, which I love writing. Um, and I get to tell the story of what beat the streets is doing uh, across the nation and share that with everybody. So I am super excited. And if you are not subscribed to their newsletter, make sure that you do subscribe um, to their emails because you'll be hearing from me. <laughs> oh, that is great. Yeah, Congratulations. So oh, thank you. I'm so excited. I get to learn and meet about all these different people from all across the country um, to hear how wrestling is changing their lives. So that is for me, like literally a dream. And yes. I'm super yeah, yeah. So I, I remember from the last episode that I interviewed Ben, a writer, uh, Beat the Streets National is 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 brand new. It, yeah. Uh, it's Beat the Streets has chapters all over the country, but mm -hmm. now they have a national organization that's kind of kind of oversee like an umbrella of these yeah. these uh, programs. So it's in its infancy, which uh -huh. Now they bring in a, a, a Perry to help out hey, in the beginning. Like, just, like what this happened before somewhere, right? Yeah, there's, it? It's not a coincidence guys. Like this is <laughs> that Perry magic. Let me tell you. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. You want to get something going. You want to get, make something special. Call a Perry. Right, this, awesome. Yeah. I will um, plug in chain wrestling as well as new, newer. Yes, They're not yes. Even tell us about there. that. Yeah. Yeah. So chain wrestling. Um, I, I actually didn't even realize like how young of a company they are. So it's two college athletes from Iowa and they started uh, making 
gear or not gear, I guess, just like merch as my kids call it. And Rich is going to make fun of me for even calling it that (laughs) (laughs) wrestling shirts and such. Um, And I saw their designs and I was like, that is so amazing. Like, I love their style. Um, And I showed Rich and he was really like, yeah, that's really cool. Let's reach out to them. So we actually reached out to them and they, Rich is their first legacy athlete. So yeah, so he's their first legacy athlete. So they created a overcomer line. Um, and that, I mean, I'm just saying if, if chain wrestling makes it big, PRTC made it big. We know beat the streets is already big, but beat the streets national now is going to do amazing things. I'm it's, it's kind of a trend, you know, like have a Perry jump on board and you'll get there. Yeah, you got it. Yes. The God's days are all over us, right? Like, well, I know that you've probably on the other side of that door there, you probably got four, you know, oh. yeah, yeah, they're probably, I'm surprised no one's like run in here yet. And <laughs> <laughs> and said mom and jumped on and tried to talk to you because that's usually what they do but maybe rich has a drilling out there maybe he's yeah right that doesn't our boys wrestle non-stop non-stop like i can't wait to see what they do on the mat and we are not the type that are like you have to wrestle they just so badly want to wrestle right. um so when they're when so they're ready they? they're five and so yeah maya is nine Bo is six. Zeke is three. He'll be four in March. And then Josiah is our newborn. He's three months. Okay. So we, um, we have our hands full. (laughs) We get a lot of help from my parents. Thank God. Um, But yeah, they, they are ready. They're ready to wrestle. They ask Rich all the time to like wrestle with them, teach them. Maya jumps in, she's the ref. Then she starts wrestling, you know, whoever. And it's just, every single night they don't get tired awesome <laughs> yeah. i love it yeah. well i'll let you get back to them thank you so oh, much for taking the it. time gina it was great talking with you and uh i hope i see you soon thank you you will you will <laughs> all right have a good night all right you take care bye thank you for listening to this episode of the philly wrestling podcast if you enjoyed the show please comment like and share with your friends Until next time, enjoy Edge of Insanity, a song written and performed by the Philly band Human Illusion.
Just to live. 